Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching! <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI... Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> and edit it. <laughs> hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnke and as always I'm here with Jess Perkins. Hello Jess. Hello Dave. It's great to have you here Jess but uh, not... We're not always joined by comedy royalty. No offence, Matt Stewart. Mm -hmm. Can we please uh, welcome as a special guest to the show from Hug the Sun, it's Ben Russell. Thank you so much. Comedy royalty. I don't know if that's... If it is, if I am part of the comedy royalty, then I'm like one of those, like, dukes that nobody fucking knows about or cares about. Yeah, you're a a cousin. Yeah. 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 (laughs) One of those ones that has a real job. Yeah, I've got to have a real job, you know. But like diehard royal fans would know who you are. That's right, Maybe. for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, those royal 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 nerds. Yeah, they they'd be like, oh, "How do you not know who Duke Ben is?" Yeah. <laughs> Duke Ben. He's the 30th in line to the throne. Yeah. If there was some sort of fire or terrorist attack, he could very well take the top job. You just don't know. He's <laughs> heavily inbred. <laughs> He's got a funny little walk. And he's blind in one eye. <laughs> he's got haemophilia. <laughs> a lot of them do, don't they? Yeah, they do because they are so inbred. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ugh. it's great to have a Duke of Comedy here. Ben, thank you so much for oh, joining great. us. Thank you for having me, David Warnicky. <laughs> now, uh, I think something that may and take Jess, you from... Jess, thanks for having me, Jess, as yeah. well. Ah, oh, a pleasure as always, you know, Ben. This yeah, isn't just sure. Dave's. This isn't Dave's podcast. That's, it's, it's not. It kind of is. It's your podcast as well. I kind of turn up. I'm like, I'm like the bad boy. Of, really? I'm the cool kid in the back of the class of this podcast. Who's M- Matt then? Um, our grandpa? Yeah, like some old <laughs> old professor that turns up. Crusty old professor. Yeah, he's the crusty old dean. <laughs> crusty yeah. old dean. Oh, so what are you guys talking about today? <laughs> you guys are smoking a bit of marijuana? Yeah, now, I, I like. I won't tell your parents, but don't bloody do it again. Give it here. <laughs> Off your pop. Get here. He's got a large <laughs> collection in his shed. <laughs> Well, Ben, thank you so much for for coming on the show, as I said. Uh, Something that may elevate you from uh, a duke to possibly one rank above a duke is the great success of your Hug the Sun web series that's been coming out lately. Yes, very pleased with how it's been going. People have been seeing it, people have been watching it, people have been saying, hey, good job, and a few people have been saying mean things in the YouTube comments. But apart (laughs) from that, uh, it's fine. Everything's good. I think of all places, YouTube, you're going to get mean comments. Oh, and yeah. It, I, I, you know, I think that's a sign of success. Yeah, you especially have left some real bad, real nasty <laughs> ones. Oh, just I don't really feel that comfortable telling you my feedback in person. <laughs> yeah, they're not even about the show. It's just personal attacks. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, trim your moustache, you dog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wash your butt, you, know, you dirty boy. I refuse. I say little things like that. Yeah. And they're hurtful. <laughs> I know where you live and I'm going to kill you. Stuff like that. Just yeah. fun, lighthearted bits of feedback for my friends. Followed by my, you know, home address and yeah, uh, phone you. numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of doxing going on in the Hug the Sun YouTube comments. <laughs> yeah, big time. I've been noting down every cast member's address, so I've got a full book now, so thanks for that. Uh-oh. <laughs> we know Can how you, you uh... like books, Dave. Yeah, a little if... too much. If people haven't seen any of the series yet, Ben, can you give them a little uh, a little idea of what the series is about? Sure. So it's available on YouTube at Grouse House. That's the channel's name, Grouse House. It's called Hug the Sun. And uh, it is an after-school show, variety, kids' variety show, that is uh, strongly flavoured uh, with... Um, religious overtones (laughs) on a fictional religion that Xavier and I have have made up. It's sun-based. They're sun-worshipping cult, basically. And uh, it's set in the sort of early, late 80s, early 90s. And so it's kind of got this found footage restored look to it. And uh, it's just a good fun. It's about 10 minutes, you know, they're approximately 10 minutes. I think they're always a little bit under, but um, it's always a a good time. And it's, it's always a bit a bit, I dare to say, strange. Oh, a bit oh. odd. Yeah. So some strangeness. Which is a bit silly, is it? Yeah, it is, there's definitely some silliness afoot, but it's also a little bit spooky too. So, oh. yeah, it's got some spookiness. Because I am fascinated by cults. I love them. Um, I think it's I think it's wonderful. I love the fact, I love, I'm, I'm fascinated by religion in general and, and and cults especially because the only thing that's different between a religion and a cult is time. Sure. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Tragedy plus time. Would you join cult. a cult? Would I join a cult? Yeah. Well, I mean, I have done improv, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> the answer to that is yes. Same, same. Yes. Same thing. 
You've taught improv. I've taught improv and I've taken, I, you, I studied improv at Second City as well yeah. as IO in Chicago town. <laughs> So, uh, so yes, I, I, yeah. yeah, I've been a part of a cult, and um, it was pretty cool. <laughs> it does make you sound like it, honestly, it is cult-like in that everything the leader says, you have to say yes and to, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, yes they say, and everything. Mm. Yeah, yep. You're not allowed to say, say no. yes. How dare you yeah. say no? Yeah, no, that's not very the leader. <laughs> yeah, you get ostracized, and they turn your back on you. But you know, and you give them lots of money as well for. <laughs> So it's got That's all the really hall, it's got all the hallmarks of a cult. Mm. Well, I'm glad that you are a big fan of cults. So I feel like that may mm. somehow thread into the report that you that you prepared for us. I actually don't know another just what it's going to be on, but for people that may be tuning in for the first time, what we do is we take it in terms to report on a topic and uh, go away, do a bit of research, bring it back to the the other members of the pod. And Ben, thank mm-hmm. you so much for volunteering to go away and research something. You're welcome. I cannot guarantee the quality of my research. <laughs> hey, that's hey, okay. Neither can I. I never graduated university. Hey, hey I did. And <laughs> look at I her go. Still, most most weeks go, ooh. Yucky. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. We're here to support you. Thank you. We're gonna yes and you all yeah. along here. Mm-hmm. Too much. Um we're gonna have some fun. Uh-huh. And we're just going to have a, it's like having a chat. Yeah. But you well, learn a little bit. Well, I'll keep it casual, you know what I mean? Great. Oh, yeah. Love that. So, uh, Jess, what's your favourite cult? Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. I kind of feel a little bit like going to a um, a Catholic all-girls school has a bit of a cult vibe. Okay. Well, Catholicism is very cult-like. Yeah, Catholicism is quite culty and I can say that as a non-practising Catholic. Mm. <laughs> I'm allowed. Is that all it takes? Um. Anything with a sort of central figurehead as well as a lot of mysticism and magic involved. Yeah. Um, and, of course, they own a lot of money. I mean, they own a lot of pr- property as well. And, you yes. know, they've, they're not, they've shown themselves to not be particularly great people. They don't pay any or no not. No tax. No tax. Yeah. yeah, no tax. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, I'd like to learn more about, because uh, the, the main cults that, We've talked about, or that I've read about, or watched docos on, mm-hmm. uh, are pretty violent. You yeah, know, people are killed, and I'm, so I don't want to say like my favorite cult is the Jonestown massacre. Of course, I don't want to say that. Um, that it, I, but I want to learn more about some just weird ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm the, I'm the same sort of. I, want, I like cults, and I'm fascinated by them. But also they're quite, they can be quite morbid because, I mean, a lot of cults end up in with, with a lot of people dying or some people yeah. dying or some people getting, you know, quite mm. uh, victimised in, in horrific ways. Mm. Um, so Xavier wanted to do one on the A.M. Shinrikyo cult, which oh. is a, de- a Japanese death cult. <laughs> <laughs> nice and light. Yeah, nice, Keep it nice and, light. and light. And I mean, they did a big, uh, they did a big terrorist attack in Japan oh, with wow. sarin gas. I was hoping that was shit. I was hoping it was just a name, but damn. Mm. Yeah. So I was out. I was like, nah, let's not do that. Mm. <laughs> My favorite cult, I have to say, would be like, you know, Heaven's Gate is a great one. But again, they they killed themselves with the return of Haley Bob or Haley Common. Oh, and, I see. Um, uh, but their their website is still online, and it still looks like it's straight out of the sort of late eighties. It's really good. It's worth a <laughs> worth a, a check. Someone's still hosting it. God bless them. Worth a browse. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> they, and of course be- they left behind one IT guy. Yeah. <laughs> to carry on. And another cult that really, you guys have actually done a report on this, is the Branch Davidians uh, with David Koresh and the yes. Waco siege. Mm. An amazing story. Incredible. Um, also horrific, but also but fundamentally changed the way that the FBI dealt with cults in the United States and led to um, uh, Timothy McVeigh doing the big Oklahoma City bombings. Mm. So it was kind of a massive deal. Yeah. In, and then there's everyone's favourite, Brian Jonestown, yeah. What about you, Dave? Uh, oh. Doctor Who? Doctor Who, that's a cult classic. Quite I cult-like. don't know if you fully... <laughs> Understand. You said there's a charismatic leader, makes lots of money, I assumed. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you've covered, like, the one, I must say, I love it when we talk about a cult on here. I always find it fascinating, but I don't really Mm. dig into them too much myself. So I feel like the name brand ones, which are a few Mm. of the ones you've mentioned, Mm. are the ones that I know. The only other one I can really think of is from The Simpsons, the Movementarians, who I. Yeah. (laughs) There's also. A recent one which I got kind of obsessed with, which I'm not talking about, which I was almost going to, is this orgasm cult that happened in Silicon Valley (laughs) where it was sort of pitched to sort of young millennial Silicon Valley types and you would go into a room and they would just um, make you have an orgasm in front of people. They'd make you. Well, yeah, they would. So they'd be like, hey, it's a good stress relief to come. And so you'd go over there and they'd make you come and you'd pay their money. But the leader ran away with a bunch of money. Who knew? What? If only, there was, if only there was some way that we could have known that the or leader of an orgasm cult had selfish intentions. Yeah, that I, I wouldn't have seen that one coming. Why did mm. it have to be public, you know, in front of everyone else? Uh, well, that's the way. Obviously, you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine, Dave. It's not for you. Look, I'll okay. stick to my Doctor so, Who DVDs, all right? <laughs> the one that I really wanted to, that I wanted to, that I've been fascinated with, I remember as a boy uh, watching a story on them in on Perth News, on the <laughs> nightly news, um, because I think that they came to Perth or they had a Perth sort of chapter, uh, is the Raelians. Raelians. The Raelians. Um, and and the, the reason I like the Raelians is because they haven't murdered anyone. Good, we like that. <laughs> And they don't like to call themselves a cult. None of them do. Yeah, no. they don't. They're yeah. a movement. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, not, they're a always cult. a movement, a collective, a yeah. community. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and these guys haven't done anything terrible. They've claimed to do a couple of things, but, I mean, a lot of it is not. You don't buy into it, I have okay, to say. Great. If there are any Raelians listening, I apologise if I get some facts wrong. But it's rel- your religion is confusing. Mm. Um <laughs> so, so make it maybe make it a bit clearer. So I I lost, read just lost ninety percent of our audience there, Ben. I, <laughs> I got deep into uh, book one of one of the books that the leader Rael wrote, and it is not an easy read. <laughs> okay, okay. It is apologies, no offense intended. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> I'm really glad, though, you've set up the top that nobody dies because now I feel yeah. comfortable just, like, sticking the boot in and taking yeah. the piss. That's the beauty of it. That's why yeah. I was like, I don't want this. No death. No death, please. No, no death. You know, natural causes or, you know, sure, but not directly related to the 
movement. Or that's in right. The cult could Not be like cult. The cult, all the movement, are, are people that live forever. That would be good, wouldn't it? If, if oh, they didn't die great. at all, ever. Uh, so, Rael, who is the leader and prophet of Raelians, of the Raelian movement, um, is a man. He's a French man. Which Rael. Also, yep. Now, picture um, someone in a sort of 70s science fiction costume um, with the shoulder pads, like that V tunic. Yes. <laughs> and they've got a bald head with hair on the sides and a little top knot, like oh, a little, like a kind of science perfect. fiction, 80s science fiction samurai. Friar Tuck oh. meets yeah. 80s. Got a nice 80s beard and speaks in a very heavy French accent. That is Raël, <laughs> also known as Claude Vorilhon. Vorilhon. Vorilhon? Vorilhon. Is this all one word? Okay. Claude <laughs> Vorilhon. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Claude. Now, Claude, he he's got a nice a nice sort of journey. Okay, he's not a he, he genuinely. I believe that he genuinely believes that these things happen to him. Okay. I, I would like to think that he he's not. This isn't like some kind of grand manipulative plan. Although it could be. You never know with these cunts. Sorry, I said C. <laughs> I said the cunt word. I apologize. <laughs> um, but he was a, a sports car journalist and test driver. For uh, for racing cars. Look, I, I, don't, I don't know what I expected, but a cult leader, I wouldn't have expected to be a, a test driver. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why that is, but that's just probably the most shocking career it could have been. This is prior <laughs> to his encounter, because uh-huh. I, I haven't told you what they believe, and this is, so I'm, I'm setting the scene here. Yeah. Yeah. So he was uh, editor for a car racing magazine called Autopop. 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 <laughs> I love it. And he would—he was on the road a lot. Okay, he was traveling. He was moving and shaking. He was going, doing it, doing races and being in cars and having a good time. Okay, mm. but he was also writing for them. So he's a writer. Okay, he knows how to write. Yeah. Unlike David, who cannot write. David cannot write. Oh. He can read, but he can't write. Yeah, it's a baffling, baffling thing he's got it's going true. on. <laughs> it's all true. It's really odd. He often makes me write stuff down. Yeah. Just so I can read it And back. then reads it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the thing. So Raelianism has mm. often been described for as a religion for atheists. Okay. In a way. Okay. It's pretty small as well. It says that there are 90,000, but people are like, we reckon there's about 20,000. So it's quite, yeah, a, okay. it's quite a small cult. In the grand scheme of things. Mm. But they're everywhere. They're all around the world, okay? You could be friends with a Raelianist and you wouldn't even know. Yeah, we might have one who listens. Yeah. They might be doing sensual med- meditation, which is how they uh, part of their practices, mm. and uh, you wouldn't even notice. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, born in Vichy, which is a beautiful town in France. Mm. Beautiful. Vichy was so beautiful. This is a little bit off topic. It was one of Hitler's favorite places. Okay. Uh, wow! During the during the during the occupation, he loved it. He so, loved it, did he? He loved it because Napoleon loved it. Okay. There you go. So it's a real hot spot. Did you have that fact locked and loaded, or when you were looking it up, did it mention on its Wikipedia that it was <laughs> Hitler, one of Hitler's faves? I already knew that. <laughs> 
I wasn't even planning on saying that, but here I am saying it right now. Yeah. Have you got a list of Hitler's five favourite hot spots? (laughs) (laughs) Hitler's five favourite hot spots. Number five, BC France. Number four, the Eagle's Nest. (laughs) Um, Number, okay, we can go on. Um, I'll stop. Uh, Catholic father, uh, no, sorry, Jewish father, apparently. Mm. Uh, Catholic mother, but she is atheist, apparently. One day, okay, is a beautiful day in December 1973. He's driving and he stops and he's hiking. He has a little hike. He drives and then he hikes. I know. (laughs) Get you a man who can do both. He's in a secluded area in uh, in southern central France. It's a volcanic crater. And he feels an electricity in the air, the atmosphere. It's so secluded. There's no one else around. There's thick cloud very close by. And he hears a whirring and he sees a, a red light in the clouds. And the light is just hovering and then slowly comes down and through the cloud you see a silver flying saucer. Whoa. That's right. They usually are silver, aren't they? That mm. feels like a pretty classic colour. Yeah. There's a lot of classic um, nods to, oh, uh, to older sort of science fiction in, in Rael's teachings. In fact... I'll get to that a little bit later, but he has been accused of plagiarism <laughs> from a number of different religions and science fiction authors uh, from the 50s, 60s and 70s. But, but it's entirely based on his experience. Yes, that is correct. Oh, please uh, tell me Doctor so, Who gets a mention. Please. <laughs> it to be real. So, so it lands down, a little uh, trap door opens up and stairs come out. Okay, <laughs> like a like an attic ladder. Yep. Yeah, that's how he says. He says a little trap door comes out and stairs pop out. That's what he says in his book. Wow, um, which is a very confusing book. And for, <laughs> he tells you he's telling you all this. This is up in the top of the book, and then pretty much the rest of book one is him just going through uh, Genesis and uh, sort of the early parts of the old Old Testament, just going. It's actually aliens, but. Um, <laughs> We'll get to that a little say, bit later. He just okay. copy, copy and pasted Genesis because the word count wasn't long enough for his publisher. <laughs> so he just, just chucked so it. Just like, can we beef pasting. it up a bit? Yeah. 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 Anyway, I get ahead of myself and I apologise if I'm no. all over the place. But no, we love it. We love from it. that trapdoor, a childlike figure oh. that is about four foot, shorter than me. I'm yeah. five foot two. Okay, this is a four foot man. Okay. Got black long hair. Black, long black hair, black beard, okay? So it's not a child, you know that for sure. For sure. Or it's a child with some sort of testosterone imbalance. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Or it could be Mediterranean. Yeah. <laughs> and just grown early. He's like 12, but hormones have kicked in. He's he hasn't quite early. grown, but the beard's there. Yeah. yeah. He That's does, right. however, have a sort of, sort of pale white skin with a greenish tinge. And this is, I quote, like someone with liver trouble. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Liver trouble. Liver trouble. <laughs> and he's wearing a, a green one piece. Okay. Shiny green one piece. Love and he's that. got a strange halo or shimmer around Ooh. him. And he's talking to him via telepathy. Oh. And he says, Claude, we made you come here. Suck shit. We made you come here. <laughs> you through, idiot. I've been controlling you through telepathy. And he's like, what? And he's like, let me ask you this question, Claude. Okay. Have you bought a Bible? And he's like, yeah, I did, even though I'm atheist. I did buy a Bible and I've been reading it recently. He's like, yeah, I fucking made you do that, you what? idiot. Yeah. Whoa. And then he says, come back uh, and, and uh, we've chosen you. Okay. You've been chosen. You're going to help us. You're the one. Okay. You're Neo. And he's like, why me? And he's like, well, okay. They needed someone uh, in a country where new ideas were welcomed. Huh. Where it was possible to talk openly about these ideas. Democracy was born in France. Right. They're going to be open to it. You need a free thinker. All the people they chose, the guy who test drives cars. Yeah. Hmm. You've got a Jewish mother, father and a Catholic mother. Okay, so you're, you're open to things, all right? And you're not a scientist, nor are you a literary genius, so you won't overcomplicate things. <laughs> you're a bit dumb, Claude. You're a bit stupid, so you'll, you're a bit sim- of a dummy. <laughs> you'll simplify stuff. <laughs> and also we wanted someone that was born after the atomic bomb was dropped um, for some reason. Right. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know why. These guys throughout, he loves talking about atomic weapons atomic things. The aliens love atomic weapons and use mm-hmm. atomic missiles and atomic ray guns. Um, it's real like 70s, you know, just science fiction. The atom bomb is still magic. <laughs> um, so it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to hear all the... No, you, you, don't, you don't hear people going, oh, it's atomic very yeah, much no. anymore. It's, yeah, it's cool. I like the language that he uses, even though that it's... Mostly nonsense. <laughs> anyway, he says, get out, go, come back tomorrow with your Bible and a notepad. Wow. See, not often do people have, well, not that I've heard, of the um, paranormal experiences I've heard about, it's been like they've blacked out and woken up somewhere a bit different and then they remember stuff later or it happens mm. once and then, but th- these guys are saying, Go away. Mm-hmm. Let's meet back here, same time, same place. Mm-hmm. Um, bring some coffee. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. a little cake. Wouldn't say not a bit of cake. <laughs> bring some snacks. <laughs> bring some snacks. We'll be peckish. Um, and then we'll hang out some more. That's interesting. Yeah. He comes back the next day. Yeah. Little green man with liver trouble. He's he's there. Oh. He brings him into his ship. What? And he tells him, "Hey, man, I'm an I'm an Elohim." I'm a part of the Elohim. I we created the humans and all life on Earth. Oh, okay. Did they now? Yeah. I think God would have a little something to say about that. Well, see, this is what the Raelians believe. They believe that this basically it's ancient, ancient astronaut. That's the sort of genre of science fiction that we're doing. Okay. Right. Um, so that's the that it's the ancient astronaut genre. One man's uh, God is another man's science, you know, science. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bible is correct. 
However, it's just simple. It's oversimplified, right? Mm. So all these things that happened, Rael then explains they did happen. They're real, but you know, this is why. This is actually the science behind it. This is how it's been interpreted. This is the mistake in the interpretation. And so the day that he comes back, the alien sets the record straight and just quotes nonstop Bible verses at him and says, yeah, actually, this was uh, was actually science, so (laughs) you really... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's pretty cute how in the Bible they said um, Jesus did that himself, but... Science. I haven't gotten into any Jesus stuff. We're mainly in Genesis. Yeah, right. Early Bible. And, and yeah, so in- as Claude just got the red pen out and he's just crossing bits out, annotating, yeah. being like wrong, yep. incorrect. Absolutely. Incredible. Yeah. So uh, one day, a long, long time ago, Elohim scientists were studying the galaxy. They were charting and looking for looking for other planets. Elohim are kind of quasi-immortal um, and very advanced in, in science and can communicate telepathically. Right, but they don't um, have medicine kind to of, treat people with liver disease? Is that the problem? No. Mm. They've got a, they've got a, they're very free love. So Elohim love to fuck. Mm-hmm. They're DTF mm-hmm. all day long, 24-7. <laughs> oh, must be exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, they are coming across this Earth. Uh, they come across Earth in their flying saucer, and they say, "Hang on a tick. The light is good. This is a line. Uh, that's a direct sort of a. That's he's starting to do the first day. God created this. God created are they, that. Are this. they doing the bloody um, open house? Like, oh, good natural light. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love that. Okay." <laughs> Good natural light, kind of a quiet neighborhood, no neighbors. We could have a party here. We could okay. We could make something here. So their scientists come over and they're like, they split into groups and they start having little competitions with each other, the scientists. First they make the fish, then they make the birds. Mm. Then they're like, dinosaurs and dragons, what do you think about that? And they give them a shot and they're like, nah, don't worry about it. Then the herbivores pop in. And then the carnivores pop in. So they make okay. carnivores to to sort of regulate the herbivore populations. Then this is where this shit gets crazy because what? the scientists make little test tube babies. They, they make humans. What? And the Elohim government back home in, on Elohim world is all like, dudes... What are you doing, man? Stop fucking around with you the test tubes. You can't be doing that shit because we don't want these cunts to be real smart and then come and kill us, okay? You can't be doing this. You can't be doing this shit. And they're like, we're going to do it anyway. We're scientists. We're going to have a bit of fun. Classic so scientists. Classic. Yeah. They always just want to have a little bit of fun and nobody will let them have fun. Yeah. Uh, the scientists later become exiled and are, and are referred to as the creators. Mm, or and there's one of them called Yahweh, and but I, I get confused about that sort of stuff um, <laughs> coming on. Um, each race of human corresponds to the scientist that created them. Oh, they're made of their of their own image. I see. So they like clone themselves and pop them on there. Okay, the, use, a li- uh, use a little bit of their own jizz. Yeah, that's right. They jizz into <laughs> test tubes. They put it in the microwave, boom, you got another human. Baby. 
<laughs> Boom, baby. Now, here's some, here's, it starts to get a little bit strange. This is the first time I've years go, hmm. Because uh, they go, uh, the best team of scientists, the best were the Israel team. Oh, okay. Yeah, they made the best ones, the Israelites. Uh, and their animals were the most beautiful. And their people were the most beautiful. And so they were like, uh, but the government's like, well, you guys got to shut this the fuck down, okay? And so they kind of shut it down, but it, it gets confusing. It's not really well written. And somewhere along the line, we're shutting it down, but we're also making these two real good ones. And they're going to fuck around in the Garden of Eden in the most perfect place. Ah. Uh, this is the Israel, Israel team. The Israel team were like, we're going to make these fucking sick hunts and they're going to be the best. And they're doing all those sorts of things. And um, Adam and Eve, or the two, two, two men, man and lady, they're running around without skin, mm-hmm. talking animals and shit. And the serpent's like, yo, dudes, this is actually what's cooking. You are created by the Elohim. And then the, Adam and Eve are like, you got to fucking give us, get us in on this. <laughs> you got to get us in on this. We want in. And they try and get into the library that is filled with all the Elohim knowledge. And um, and the government's like, see, this is exactly what we didn't want, okay? So they force the scientists to be like, you got to guard them with atomic weapons and we got to put some skin on these these uppity humans. They had no skin. Yeah. Don't like that bit. You got to put some skin, get in some clothes and kick them out. You can't be immortal like us. Mm-hmm. You got to kick them out and put them in the world, and then you got to because the serpent was so mean. You got to make that a slippery little snake that runs around on the floor all day. Okay, that's yeah. their punishment. So the snake was just trying to tell the truth, and he gets punished wow. for it, which is a bit of a dark act. The snake the... was like a whistleblower. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. And then in the Bible, it's all like, oh, this evil naughty snake. Mm. So humans are more powerful. They're more like intelligent than the Elohim, but they don't live as long. Right. And that's kind of their stopgap to make sure that they don't rise up against the Elohim. Because we die. Yeah. But the government's still not happy on Elohim. Okay? What more do they want? Because humans have started to learn shit and more shit, and they're like, we can't. They're, they're getting better. So we're going to send a bunch of atomic missiles over to Earth. And meanwhile, the scientists, the the creators, they're like, no, dude, we just fucking, we made all this stuff. We're going to get this guy Noah and we're going to teach him how to make a spaceship. Okay. And he's going to put one of every animal in the spaceship because part of the realist, realist belief is physicalism, which is everything that we experience and feel is real and physical. It has a physical form and manifestation. Even one person has enough data in them to uh, recreate more. You can get blueprints off me and make more if no one else lives. Okay. Yeah. So he put two of everything in there to save it. They fly up. The missiles hit. There's a, it submerges all the continents oh, in no. water, which doesn't really make sense because it's an atomic bomb. Wouldn't it just like flash evaporate all the water, but it doesn't matter. Well, I suppose if it was and, like a giant me, like a meteor type thing, if it like yeah. made a massive splash or something. Yeah. 
Oh, spl- that'd be cool. Like the splash was so big we all got splashed. Yeah, yeah. you like you throw a, a pretty decent size like rock or brick into water and it kind of goes like bloonk and makes a big splash. That'd so be like, sick. That's one of my favourite yeah, things yeah. to do with my entire life. That's Get true. You're right. I apologise. Oh. I'm so sorry. A big splash. No, so hey, it's just kind of filled right. like this book is just filled with shit. Like it's pretty much all this. It's almost like it's all like this is actually what it was. And it starts to get really old really yeah. quickly. <laughs> it's the same. It's not a great read. It's not. It's just not um, fun. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Very dry. Um, but you can listen to the audiobook. Ooh. Uh, it's on their website. Oh, a- as read by? It's called Read It? Uh, some English dude. I'll play you some. I can play it through my speaker, through my channel, actually. Cool. Um, here, I'll give you, uh, this is a little bit about Sodom and Gomorrah. No, here we go. Samson and Delilah. Samson. Can you hear that? The telepathist. Yes. Yeah. In Judges chapter 13, there is yet another example of mating taking place between the creators and human women. And the angel of Yahweh appeared unto the woman and said, You are barren and have no child, but you shall conceive and give birth to a son. Judges 13, verse 3. It was necessary that the fruit of this union be healthy, so that the behavior of the child could be studied. This is why he tells her, And drink not the wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarene, consecrated unto God from the womb. Judges 13, verse 4 through 5. Later, it is written, and the angel of... It's just that over right. and over again. Wow. So, no... so sorry, just to clarify, yeah. pregnant woman, no wine and don't eat dirt. Yeah. What can you do? <laughs> you can't even take a razor to your own baby. <laughs> I've got a hairy baby. No cured meats, no soft cheese, no dirt. Are you oh. fucking kidding me? Fucking what was bullshit. left? God damn it. Uh, later in this chapter, he goes on to say that hair is actually antenna for uh, our inert telepathy that goes oh. into our brain. So it, it, the hair is connected to the brain and his antenna. Right. And yeah. they, they picked so a half-bald man half bald man to be the representative. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got a little top knot up top. So yeah. probably he's, <laughs> like, he's got a little yeah. antenna. He's, he's big he's antenna on the back. <laughs> Yeah, so don't be shaven, please. Another one which was fun is that the Tower of Babel was actually a rocket ship. Okay. Um, and the, sure. Ele- the government back on Elohim was like, see, they're doing it again. We're going to make them t- talk different languages now. And that's how all everyone talks different languages. That makes sense. It makes a lot of sense, guys. The more you think about it, the more it makes more, more and more sense. <laughs> Jonah and the whale... Jonah, mm-hmm. uh, the whale was actually a submarine. Oh, idiots. okay. It's an easy mistake. <laughs> you fucking to be idiots. Fair. I often see a submarine and I go, oh, there's a cute little whale over there, and vice versa. The amount of submarines I've tried to pat, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, long story short, they uh, are of the belief that we are descendants from ancient aliens, uh, from an ancient astronaut, team of astronauts uh, that cloned themselves and made us. So, we are clones mm-hmm. from. Aliens uh-huh. v- feels very Scientology, yeah, um, but is somehow different. <laughs> different outfits. Different outfits. No, yeah. t- there's no famous people that are aliens. I looked. Oh. There are no famous aliens, or oh. at least they keep quiet on it. Yeah, they're they're, they're 
closeted Raelians. Mm. Mm. So all this, you still have no idea what the fuck they believe. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is their outlook? It, let me tell you, it's very difficult mm. uh, to find that out. They just believe this shit and then the rest is so sort of buried in nonsense that it's hard to figure it out. Okay. I don't really... I mean, they believe in free love and they believe in free the nipple. They want women to get their tits out. They're big activists in that. Uh, so <laughs> it's very... It feels, it feels very French. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like French Scientology, basically. Um, wow. A little bit sexy. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Raelians believe that humanity would be able to create life on other planets only if it's peaceful enough to stop war. This is quoted from uh, a Wikipedia page. So I apologize. Uh, humanity could travel the distance between... Uh, if done, humanity humanity can travel the distance between stars and create life on other planets. Progress in terraformation, molecular biology and cloning would enable these teams to create continents and lives from scratch. Progress in social engineering would ensure that this creation would have a better chance of both surviving, yada, 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 bullshit. And that's kind of what they believe. Hmm. Right, but we've got to get it. We've got to have peace here before we can go to other places. Is that sort of what they're trying to get at with the? Yeah, we've got to have peace. They're very based. They're peace based. They are progressive in terms of. They kind of believe in feminism, but it's kind of this weird like women should get their boobies out. We're feminists. <laughs> is that where <laughs> it is? Yeah. Women should be able to get their boobies out and fuck whoever they want. If it's me, I'm happy with that. <laughs> they are, uh, they practice, you know, they're bisexual. So they're pretty chill, you know. They're pretty fucking chill. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, they want to, their, their ultimate goal at the moment is to create a embassy for the Elohim. So when the space scientists oh. return, they have a place to work in order to offer guidance for the advancement of humankind. Wow. Yeah. How did it kind of go from him having this extraterrestrial encounter mm. to then, you know, getting other people on board and... Well, they said that's what they wanted. They were like, dude, you got it. This is all... We want you because you're a little bit dumb, you're not too smart, and your mother is Catholic and your dad's a Jew. <laughs> and I so feel like you're going to... The, cr- the criteria they gave him... Could fit a lot of people. Yeah. He's not that special. He's like me. I see myself in, in him. Okay. You know? Now, now we're getting somewhere. And that might be it. <laughs> I think the appeal of it is the that everything is physical and they use meditation and the peace and sort of uh, pacifism and love are the keys to human advancement, which I would agree uh, no, nothing wrong with that. I think that's cool, you know? When they they start to get a little bit weird when they, you know, have kind of, you know, sex parties and shit like that. Okay, sure. A uh, little bit too full on for me. Um, but, you know, maybe that's my own thing that I have to get over. You know what I mean? Their, um, their symbol has a little swastika in it. Yes, I was going to get to that. So the symbol... Oh, I'm so sorry. The, no, no, I'm glad. I'm glad. I couldn't help but look them up. No, and when you baffling. see it, you you have to bring it. Yeah, it, it definitely. 
Because I was like, do they know what they've done? And then the caption under the symbol on Wikipedia says, the Aurelian symbol with the swastika. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, they're aware. (laughs) Okay. So the Aurelian symbol is the Star of David with a swastika inside it. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God. So, the listeners, you're probably going, that doesn't feel right. But uh, (laughs) he says that the swastika was stolen by Hitler and they're trying to reclaim it because the swastika is a symbol of peace. It's used in a lot of different religions as a symbol of peace and it that's that's what that's why they use it because they're trying to reclaim the swastika back from the Nazis. Right. Yeah. As like a, a branding exercise, like I feel like if they got like professional mm. like PR people to look at that, if you want to get more people on board with your movement slash cult, mm. I feel like as soon as you see the swastika, it does put up a little barrier for mm. me, <laughs> I've got to say. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Me too because, listen, this is going to be very brave of me, but I don't like Nazis. Wow. Thank yeah. you for being brave on this podcast. I think that they they should all just go into the sun. Yeah. You know? Get in the sun. Get in the sun, Nazis. Yeah. Um. Th- That's putting it very nicely. Yeah, a little nicer than they deserve. Yeah, well, Um, if I say I think we should kill every single Nazi on earth, it feels a little bit too much, but that is what I believe. Um, (laughs) (laughs) See, it feels weird. It feels weird when you say it. Instead, I say we should shoot all the Nazis into the sun and people are like, that's charming. That's fine. Well, Jess once did a report on um, Nancy Wake, who was a, like a, a very anti-Nazi in World War II, killed a lot of them. And, and what was her quote? The only good mm-hmm. Nazi is a dead Nazi. So, dead Nazi, so, yeah. So She's a fucking cool lady. Yeah. She knows what's up. Yeah. She gets <laughs> a get in the sun. Get in the sun. So they are big advocates of sex-positive feminism. And GMOs. Okay. <laughs> they are allied with Monsanto, which is strange. Because you think of Monsanto and you think, well, they're evil. They they fuck over farmers and um, you know, aren't great, are bad people. But GMOs, anything GMO, they absolutely love because genetically modified, they love genetically modified. Okay. In two thousand three, they claimed that they had successfully cloned a child or cloned a baby. But I cannot find any evidence that this is, in fact, true. But, Ben, they said it. In fact, it has been discounted as incorrect. But they, they say said a lot it. Of, yeah, I know. They say a lot of shit, a lot of stuff to just, like, manufacture some controversies over time. Um, and that's just get people talking about them. Fun. It's really funny. And here we are. They're kind of like... Uh, yeah, we cloned a baby. And they're like, no, you didn't. No, <laughs> honestly, didn't. we did. <laughs> we cloned a baby. It was very beautiful. <laughs> we cloned the babies. Uh, we did it. Talk about that. No, we don't want to talk about it. How come you do not want to talk about that? <laughs> we cloned a baby. <laughs> Through there, uh, they've got a cloning company called CloneAid, which has not... Um, Done anything <laughs> so so far as I can understand. Clone They're raising aid. money for mm. poor clones. Yeah, clone aid. <laughs> Every time I clap, I clap my fingers, a child a is not dies. cloned. <laughs> Stop fucking clapping, then. <laughs> Apologies to a handful of comedians who all say that that is their bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, what else? What else is there that's fun? Um, 
According to the book Maitreya, which is what uh, Rael is called in um, sort of Asian countries, Maitreya, which is another word for, I believe, blue Buddha. Uh, it's what Buddha, they, people you call young Buddha or something. I don't know. Apologies if that's incorrect. There's something Buddhist about that that word. Love involves experiencing different varieties and possibilities that allow one to break habits in order to make life more pleasant and interesting. And that is the only thing that can stop war and injustice that persists in today's world. Raelians believe in the right to form new religions or new political parties as long as they do not promote violence as individualists. Raelians believe that the one who gives the order to harm others is less at fault than the one who executes it. Which uh, I don't necessarily believe in. Yeah, sort of uh, <laughs> the leader being like, it's not me, I didn't. I only ordered people to mm. kill. I didn't do it. Yeah. Usually it is often really, and so they, the other way around. They, they encourage adult, homosexual, bisexual, and heterosexual relationships, and that society should recognize them legally. However, government authorities, such as those in Switzerland, fear that Raelians are a threat to public morals. Hmm. So there you go. Um, I don't know who I believe, who I'm on side of that one. So they're allies. They're allies. They're big-time allies. Okay. Susan J. Palmer wrote in 1991, uh, she's a French journalist who went to Raelian, a Raelian seminar and taped couples having sexual intercourse in tents. These tapes gained widespread publicity with news stories describing these practices as perverted and a form of brainwashing. So hang on. She went yeah. and <laughs> taped people... Just having sex. Intense. And yeah, she said, check out these perverts. <laughs> check them out. I yeah. filmed them for six hours. Look at what they're doing. Look <laughs> yeah. at what they're doing. Exactly. So they That's like to, they, they fuck a lot. <laughs> um, what are they, what's another one? I'm just sort of going through all the little, little things that they've done and said, uh, since 1991, Rails teaching on sexual intercourse have caused controversy among other religious groups. The next year, Catholic schools in Montreal, Canada, objected to a pr proposed condom vending machine as a contrary to their mission. In response, Raelian guides gave the Catholic students 10,000 condoms. The commissioner of Catholic schools of Montreal said they could do nothing to stop them. Around this time, Raelians dubbed the event Operation Condom. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they were yelling as they were handing them out? Operation Condom! <laughs> Condom de operation. <laughs> and were they? So I'm kind of on. I'm on the Raelian side on that one. Yeah. Get Connie's on. Whack them on. Get them in. Teach kids about condoms. Yeah, it's crazy that it's not. I think it's cool. Now, one of the main things. Stop me if you've already done this. Yeah. A major practice of Raelianism is sensual meditation something that Rael outlined in his 1980 book, La Meditation Sensuelle, oh. uh, which I believe is French for sensual meditation. Can <laughs> <laughs> we, we get a fact check on that? Yeah, I'm not 100%. I don't think you should make claims that you cannot back up. Raelians are encouraged to take part in this guided meditation or visualization on a daily basis with the intent of transmitting love and telepathic links through their hair to the Elohim and achieving harmony with infinity. In this, practitioners are often assisted in this meditation through listening to an instruction tape. Sensual meditation sessions also take place communally at the group's monthly meetings. 
during which the assembled adherents sit or lie on the floor in a dimly lit room. They are then guided through it by a Raelian guide, speaking through a microphone. The meditation may be accompanied by new age music. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about, new that age music. That could be a bit of fun. A bit a of bit meditation, of and new age music. If you go to the Raelian Movement SoundCloud, uh, you can find uh, some... Of these, uh, some of these Raelian artist songs. Would you like me to play you one? Yes. Come meditate with me. Meditate with me. One minute for peace. Come meditate with me. Sensual meditation begins with a relaxing exercise known as harmonization avec infinity or harmonization with infinite with the infinite. One stage of this process is oxygenation, which entails deep breathing. Practitioners are taught to relax and then envision themselves expanding their frame of reference until the self becomes only a tiny speck within the universe. They are then tasked with visualizing the bones and organs of the bodies and ultimately the atoms within the body themselves. The guided meditation, they encourage, uh, they encourage the meditators to imagine themselves being on the Elohim's planet and communicating telepathically with these aliens. So there you go. Wow. It's, you want to listen to some more? It's, I mean, are they all that, that literal the lyrics? Come meditate with me. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, that's so there you go. Yeah, very literal lyrics, as you're saying, Dave. It does feel a bit like it's either aimed at children or it's just because um, I, my uh, partner is someone who just sings what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels a bit like that kind of that there's not always a great rhyme in there, but mm. he's just singing what he's doing. Mm. That had that kind of feel to me as well. I, I, it reminded yeah, nice. me of like the, the Raelian Wiggles. Yeah, it did, yeah. <laughs> Come well, on, you know, everybody, meditate so, with me. So the, uh, the, the journalist, Palmer, who filmed everyone fucking. <laughs> uh, Sorry, she filmed a bunch of pervs fucking. Yeah, she, she did. She pervert. She perved on the pervs. <laughs> who pervs on the pervs? The pervert perv. <laughs> uh Palmer found that Raelians varyingly described a sense of physical well-being, psychic abilities, or sexual arousal during these meditations and interpreted these as evidence that they were in telepathic contact with the Elohim. The goal of sensual meditation is to achieve a cosmic orgasm, which I always make people cosmically orgasm. That's what they tell me, you know. Yeah, um, it's the only way to do it. They really. definitely tell me, yeah. Which is <laughs> characterized as the ultimate experience a person can have. Palmer quoted one senior Raelian as describing the cosmic orgasm as the sensual experience of the unity between the self and the universe. Wow. So it's like, like, does it tingle or something? Or? <laughs> I guess so. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it's not a really, it's not the most um, like relatable explanation of it, yeah. you know. I had a g- girlfriend that uh, told me that she she would fake all her cosmic um, orgasms, oh. which is brutal. Yeah, I'm sorry. Fr- yeah, I was like, well, why did you tell me that? <laughs> so now I've got a complex about it. 
<laughs> Could make a roll guys, but not cosmically. Not cosmically. I mean that's setting the bar too high. <laughs> I'm thirty-six. I can't do that stuff anymore. <laughs> uh so yeah, so that gives you that's kind of the what they do. They mm-hmm. have a big they always have a little bit of a summit called, I believe, uh, the happiness. Something about happiness, something happiness okay. time. They always have a summit. Uh, they had a big one in Las Vegas, one in Buffalo, uh, New York. Uh, so they they get together and they they have some stuff. Sounds fun. Um, yeah, all of them come around from around the world and have a big Raelian fuck fest. Okay. <laughs> love yeah. that. That's- they love sex. That's I don't know how f- much. Do you guys? Did you guys realize this? Uh, I think you you touched on it a bit. Mm. Yeah. Um. So they 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 do seem to like it, don't they? They love it. They absolutely love Whereas it. Whereas Dave still waiting to find the right That's person. Right. Still waiting <laughs> to find the right cult member. Take me yeah. in. Yeah. Th- these people yeah. love sex with everyone but me. It seems. So mm. yeah, still looking. Well, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right, buddy. Yeah, it's okay. Even the Raelians are like, mm, yeah, maybe mm, try no. something else. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Bible was the Bible's oh. right for you. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. You stay you nah, don't worry, don't worry about Raylan. Don't worry about it. Great. Uh thanks for your okay. thanks for your audition. We'll be in touch. And they they never <laughs> yeah. called. They yeah. never called. So like like just like improv, there are structures and it's like it's a tiered system of Raylianism. Mm. So you got like level zero and then further and further. How do um, you progress? Uh, let me just number uh, of orgasms. Let me read some more from Catherine Palmer. Mm-hmm. The structure is divided along a six-tiered system. Rael is, of course, at the top of the Raelian Church. Of course, you can't. You can't can go you ever, Can he's, we take him down? He's the son of Yahweh, okay. who's and brother of Jesus. Oh, okay, that's that's difficult. So no, Dave, I don't no, think anybody I mean, could take that top spot. I, don't you just hate nepotism? God damn it! Yeah, it's yeah. absolute bullshit. <laughs> Um, and he's also he's referred to as the guide of guides. Senior members of the structure re-elect him to that position each seven years. Oh wow, it's a seven-year term. <laughs> seven-year itch. <laughs> <laughs> mm, are we over him? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Below Rael are the bishop guides, then the priest guides, then the animators, then the assistant animators, and finally the probationers. Um, those characterized as guides are expected to be examples for the rest of the movement, for instance, by strictly adhering to the avoidance of alcohol, caffeine, and recreational drugs. You lost Nerds. me at caffeine. Yeah. Race, gender, and sexual orientation are no barrier for rising through the ranks of the group's leadership structure. However, Palmer noted that by the mid-1990s, there were few women in leadership positions within the organisation. Yeah, I'd still be guessing it would be a bunch of white dudes, but that is just because they were the best people for the job. It, it feels like uh, one of the... It feels like the whole internet, you know, where they're like, come check out, we got all the babes here. And then it's just a bunch of dudes going, we're all the babes just talking to bots. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you one of the babes? Are you one of the babes? Yes, I am one of the babes. <laughs> <laughs> you make me so horny. <laughs> uh, three Raelian bishops sit on the Council of the Wise, which monitors heresy and arranges punishment for transgressors. 
Mm. When they seek to punish an individual, it is usually for a seven-year excommunication. It lasts seven years because Raelians believe that it takes this long for every cell in the human body to be replaced. In more severe cases, the council can see a demarking which, by which they cancel the transmission on the cellular code, believing that this revokes the individual's hope for immortality through cloning. Oh, no, you get cancelled. Yeah, because you can't transmit to the Elohim world anymore. So that way, if you can't transmit in the Elohim world, then your data can't be can't be saved on the Elohim computers. Mm-hmm. So they can't go, hey, we're going to clone this dude again. Pop him out, put him in a body, done. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's only if you fuck up real bad. Yeah, you must fuck up real bad. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what you do, though. What do you do to fuck up? Not have sex? Yeah, I was going to say, you you reject too many people. Miss an orgasm Mm. a day or something. (laughs) Be a selfish lover. Yes. Get out. Get out of here. We don't have time for that. You Uh, think we're just fucking for fun? (laughs) We're fucking for the good of all human. (laughs) Fucking immortality, yeah. Yeah. Members pay annual membership fees to the Rallying Movement. (laughs) Full members of the movement are encouraged to tie 10% of their income to the organisation although this is not enforced. This tithe is then divided up with 3% going to the national branch, 7% to the international movement's central administration, and then an additional 1% to Rael himself. 10% of their salary. Right. Yeah. And then... Dave, you'd be giving like 20 bucks a yeah. year. That's and crazy. then Rael would be getting like a bit of that himself. So I don't know why they wouldn't... Mm. That's Why wouldn't nuts. they sign me up? Uh, in her research, however, Palmer found many pr- practitioners admitted to not paying the time. <laughs> <laughs> Rael hates those people. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should have enforced it, but I've really set the tone of being I cool, know. but I'm not I made cool. this option. 90,000 people are giving him 10% of their wage. Imagine that. Or one, even 1% of their wage. Imagine. Yeah. Mm. He'd be doing all right. According to Michel Bullet or Michel Boulet, the former director of a Raelian-built museum called UFO Land... <laughs> The only pressure exerted on members is to attend annual Raelian seminars, which allow members uh, convinced of Rael's enthusiasm to voluntarily tithe. Palmer cited Rael, who said that more than 60% of the Raelian movement members do not tithe. Dawson College student conducted a survey of the membership in Canada in 1991, which found that only one-third of respondents tithed. So people are just in it for the sensuality. Sure. Come on. Mm. But you do, like, you are pretty strongly encouraged to attend the convention once a year. Yeah. And that can be pricey, you know, airlines, combination, yeah, etc. Right. Yeah. Sure, there's an entry fee. Mm. Yeah, must be. Uh, the group own, uh, owned a country estate in Albi, France, before obtaining one in Valcourt, Quebec. Wow. So that's where the, that's, I believe that's where, that's where they are in Quebec, which is very Quebecian. As far as I'm, you know, Alistair Trombley Birchall comes from Quebec and he's one of the most sensual people I know. Yes, and yeah. he loves to meditate, mm. that guy. He loves a meditation. Is he? Oh, I didn't realise he was wanking the whole time he's doing that podcast. Oh, yeah, that does ruin changes it a little it. bit now, yeah, doesn't it? Does, it changes yeah. it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to go on? I've got, I've got more. I've got more. I don't know how interesting it is. Very interesting. I mean, you can you do as much as you would, yeah, what, would what like you, to. Or, or if there's anything else that you think is particularly... Interesting or funny, you know. Okay. 
But if if you if you're over it, <laughs> no, no, I I am fascinated by this. Cult. It's really really fascinating because it's very odd, but also harmless. And there's only twenty thousand people, so it's like it's yeah. a small it's it's a small cult uh, in terms of a global cult. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And do we know? Do you have any um, idea how many Australian members there are? Because you said you you knew about it from Perth. Is that right? Yeah, I think I did. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I wasn't able to sort of um, Raelianism. I'm just sort of searching for it right now. Please excuse me. Uh, surely they have like a I you couldn't know, find Facebook it. I, pages or something. <laughs> I mean, oh, I did find something here. Australia denounced as rogue nation by Rael for opposing the UN nuclear ban treaty. That was in 2017. Right. So he is, so Rael, yeah, he's still sentence. kicking. Oh, Rail's still around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, in fact, there's a, a doco that I tried to get my hands on. It's done a couple of rounds at film festivals, um, but it's going to be coming out soon about cool. Raelianism. Cool. It looks really interesting, and the Raelianists are also suing the documentarians. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, oh, so I'm really eager to to watch that. Um, it looks kind of cool. Uh, yeah, so that's really only, the only mention of Australia that I could find anymore, which was disappointing because I would love Australian rallyists. Come on out, yeah. Set Show the yourselves. Record, set the record straight. Uh, women comprise only a third of the membership of the Raelian Church. In 1998, Rael established a new all-female group within the broader movement known as the Order of Rael's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hope it's like a that would attract more people. <laughs> I feel like it, it's kind of the opposite. I th- I feel like I mean it was in the nineties. Charlie's Angels, maybe yeah, okay. he was like, I would like one of these. <laughs> I would like this. Rails Angels. The members <laughs> of which are trained to become court consorts of the Elohim. He stated that the, these women would only would be the only humans permitted contact with the Elohim after the latter arrived on Earth, and that they will be the only people allowed to enter Elohim's embassy. He further adds that they will serve as the Elohim's liaison with human politicians, scientists, and journalists. Rael stated that it was only women who could be angels because men were not feminine enough to be for the extremely gentle, delicate, and sensitive Elohim. I mean, you got to think about it. They're only four feet. They've yeah. got liver troubles. <laughs> they need the touch of a woman. Also, trans women were permitted entry. So that's nice and progressive there. Great. They are progressive. Yeah, They've got they some are. nice nice vibe. They've got some good progressive things in there. Hmm. Um, um, yeah, they do a lot of seminars. They hold a week-long summer seminar called The Stages of Awakening. That's pretty fun. Um, and they that's a real big sex festival. Sex fest. Yeah. These seminars are used by Raelians as an opportunity to form friendships or sexual relationships. And they wear white togas. That's fun. Toga parties. It's a fucking toga party. <laughs> yeah. Which I love. Uh, yeah, love a toga party. I love a toga party. It's an yes, easy please. costume, you know. It's Grab so a sheet. Easy. You Done. can get it off real easy. Yeah. Be yeah. comfy. Mm. Uh, they encourage gender fluidity and expression of gender. What else they got? That's kind of that's kind of you get a good picture from them about that. And yeah. no one's killing anyone. Yeah. No one's killing anyone. I like that a lot. In two thousand, uh, sorry, it was two thousand two that they claimed that they'd cloned the first human baby. 
So that baby's um, 19 now. We clones the baby. <clears throat> Nowadays they do sort of pro-GMO activism, uh, anti-war activism and anti-Catholic activism. activism. Okay. Right. Um, they also, uh, several railing groups in the United States have organised annual protests claiming that women should be, have the same legal rights to go topless in public that men enjoy without fear of arrest of indecent exposure. So okay. that's another They one. really are free the nip. Mm. Get your boobies out. Yeah. Let me see your boobies. That's essentially what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, what else do they do? Anything else? I think that's pretty much it. Book the... They've written a book, Yes to Human Cloning, in 2001. <laughs> Who's writing those books? Do they all have a? They all have an input, obviously. All twenty thousand of them have a have, have a look at the drafts and say, oh, "I'm just going to make some notes." <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, it has been estimated the group received a free publicity free pub, publicity about uh, launching Clone Aid worth five hundred million dollars. So there you go. Whatever that means. Why is that because wow. people they wrote love, about them? They love free publicity. Wow. In fact, Palmer, the the journalist, said that. Uh, the Raelian movement ha- was involved in concocting then carefully monitoring, monitoring a mild level of cultural conflict to generate publicity for the group. Right. Yeah. Oh, so maybe having like the... Any publicity is good having publicity. Having the swastika right. and the Star of David together, maybe that is one of those things that gets a lot of attention. It does catch your eye, yeah. even if not for the right reasons. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he feels like it is just him going, um, what sort of crazy thing can I say next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that people will ca- come in and look at this and, you know, the more word that gets out about the Raelians, the more people are going to look at it and the more people are like, hey, I like to fuck a lot as well. And <laughs> yeah. this is a fun story. Um, it's basically just a giant swingers party. Yeah, yeah. with, a, with yeah. a, you know, a couple of alien stories thrown in there. Yeah. It's a very organised swingers Community and they love to have swingers seminars, mm. you know, every so often around the around the country, around the world. Sorry, so I think it's cool, and um, I'm going to be I'm going to be signing. Yeah, up. so it appeals yeah, cool. to you, Ben. You reckon it's your kind of jam? <laughs> no, <laughs> nah. <laughs> Is it's, it just because you don't want to give ten percent of your income? Yes, mm. ten million. That's, That's the main fair. reason. It's so uh, the. It's funny because it's so like. I don't want. To, I want to say like hack. It's so kind of hack science science fiction. It's all. It's so old and uh, and tired. Mm. The the story, and it's just him going. Yeah, this was actually a spaceship <laughs> yeah. for, around the Bible for those sorts of stuff. <laughs> I can't. It, yeah, it feels like it's like a year eight, like doing like a a story, uh, like a creative writing story, and they were like, oh, based it on the Bible. Mm. Yeah, it's actually that was actually alien. Yeah, so. So. And every time someone's got a question, alien, 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 submarine, yeah, yeah, alien, yeah, rocket yeah. ship. Yeah, uh, they. There has been compelling evidence to support the a view that Rail has taken concepts and often paraphrased full paragraphs from other UFO and ancient astronaut authors of the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, such as Jean Sandy, uh, Brinsley Lepoix. Brinsley Lepour Tench and Robert Charroux. Mm. Uh, and he also, the philosophy, the Raelian philosophy, is closely matched to Osho, who is a, um, a guru. Right, so he's just doing a, an Indian mm. you know, a bit guru. of pick and choosing. Mm. Oh, Osho was the orange man. 
He did the Orange Man cult. Oh, what's the Orange Man? Oh. oh you remember the Orange Man cult, the wild wild pe- the in wild people, wild at heart or whatever that doco was. He's the one that they built that big uh like settlement in the US. And he had all those orange people oh. and they all had sex as well. It was oh. a big kind of weird sex cult that then got super weird and fucked up. <laughs> so You gotta balance the weird right when you're yeah. when you're creating a sex cult. You gotta get just the right amount of weird. The uh what are they called again? That's such a crazy cult because I, I it did feel a lot like the orange people. You know you know the orange people? No, I can't say I don't know. No. I don't think I do. We'll have to get you back on the to talk neo, about the orange people. Neo Neocianists. Oh, they do like, there's this uh, documentary. I just searched uh, Osho Doco and it's Wild Wild Country. That's what it's (laughs) called. Osho Doco. Osho Doco. The Wild Wild Country is on Netflix. Such a great documentary series. If you are fascinated by cults, check this out because it starts, like it doesn't start normal, but it starts sort of harmless enough. And then slowly just it just goes into madness. <laughs> it's a great story. And it, it does definitely smack of uh, Raelianism and the Raelianist movement, except they never built a big city out in the middle of fucking nowhere in the US. Hmm. Um, but I know some people who were um, Sayanists or whatever they call. I know some people who their parents were orange people. Really? Yeah, it was big. It, 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 they had a movement in Australia. Huh. Mm. It's very interesting. And the way that people do get kind of caught up or end up joining cults and stuff is always very interesting too. Yeah. And yeah, just what it does to people as well, like mm. uh, the the sort of offspring of those cultists. Like uh, uh, what's his face? WikiLeaks man. Mm. Assange. Assange was a part of the family. Oh. Which is a Victorian cult that um, was all into LSD. Was he? Yeah, they did out LSD out in the bush. Right. Was so. the family? Because uh, I haven't looked into that one much, but I've heard of it. Was that? Were they fucked? I think they were a little bit fucked, but okay. on the scale, they were more Raelianism on the okay. Raelism slide okay. slider of things. <laughs> Few. But I don't know that for sure. I think they were pretty fucked up, though. Like like psychological yes. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so. is uh, that is a lot of fun, realism, mm. and just yeah, that's bloody great fun. Title. Dave, isn't great that fun? Title. I got to say, I think it's the best title for a cult or religious movement that I've heard. The fact that he's realism ra- ra- taking the word alien. Yeah, I'll, yeah, we'll make that. We'll call yeah. it that. Realism. Realism. No, these are not aliens. They're aliens. <laughs> yeah. God. It's very different. God, good. Different. He's so good, that guy. We had, when I grew up in Perth, we had a big brethren oh, yes. population that lived in the northern suburbs. So we'd always see brethren around. And the brethren always wore like denim skirts and had really long hair with a flower in it and button up like office shirts. Kind of like they were like Australian Amish. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. I just, um, I like fringe. People just get so caught up in it. It's that yeah. power of wanting to be a part of a community. Yeah. I think has a real strong draw. How addictive that can be. Yeah. When you feel like you're a part of something, especially yeah. say like, you know, with those bigger ones, you feel like you're actually changing the world. 
and even with Raylanism, they have this, um, they convince you that they are more enlightened, that they know something that the rest of the world doesn't. Yeah. And then if you join it, you're in on this little secret that no one knows. It's very similar. I mean, it's exactly the same actually to QAnon and how they operate and why that is more cult than conspiracy because they they are of this belief that this exists and they're the only ones that know it and you guys won't even understand. Yeah. And the media will say that we're crazy when in fact we are the only sane ones. And yeah, it just isolates you off from the real real world. So this community is your only your only thing, the yeah. only people that understand you and get you. And I'm fascinated. I just find that whole, because uh, I am such a cynical piece of shit sometimes. Mm. I feel almost envious that people can have that that belief without question. That's why I'm envious of most people that are religious, that you can just accept that, you know, there is a big man in the cloud and he is he loves you, but he's also a bit of a cunt. <laughs> he also will give children bone cancer, but also if you don't love him, mm. he will he will make you pay for it for yep. all eternity. <laughs> like he's kind of this kind of petty thing, but no one talks about the pettiness. We all talk about how he loves every one of Look us. Look at that river. It's beautiful. Thank yeah. you for making that. Beautiful. Thanks for making that. But bone cancer and children... He works in mysterious ways. So there's there's a reason behind it. <laughs> also, I I love, uh, and this was heavily like the hug the sun was very influenced by the sort of Catholic teachings. My favorite story is the Sodom and Gomorrah story when poor Lot and his wife are running away from this city that's being just like people are getting massacred by angels in this city. And God's like, don't fucking look around if you do. And then his wife goes, what? And looks around at this place that she grew up and lived all her life and met her husband, has all her memories. She looked back at it and he's like, I fucking told you. Spitler of salt. Like awful, an awful person. God's an awful person. But that, anyway, that's yeah, my own That belief. God is, but the Raelians... They're really good. They're cool. God. They're cool. Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't, they just believe that we are an experiment gone wrong. So I can understand why the people say that it's atheism for religious people. Because yeah. there's no divine. Mm. It's all just science. It's all yeah. just waved away but science. But it is complete Yeah, nonsense. but then who created those <laughs> aliens that created us? Whoa. Fuck. Whoa. Uh, I, Whoa, I don't know. dude. <laughs> That's a good question, Dave. Mm. You just blew this fucking whole thing wide open. Yeah. There's probably a god, but he just hangs out over in their planet. Yeah. Whoa. I wonder if he is a mean, uh, petty, <laughs> yeah. and childish god yeah. like ours. Well, it gives gives them all living. I'm imagining more of like a big Lebowski kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least Buddhism is just all about uh, keeping poor people poor and being happy with being poor. <laughs> That's why I like it. Buddhism's fun because it's like, hey, you're poor, stay that way. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I could talk about this sort of shit forever. Is there many other um, things that you based Hug the Sun on? You said there's a bit of Catholicism in there. Is there other Um, teachings and things? It's it's a lot of Catholicism. 
Mm. Um, it's based heavily, were inspired heavily from a real life television show that was shot in Perth in the 80s called Sing Me a Rainbow. Oh, okay. And it was based, it was like a kids' variety TV show with super heavy uh, Catholic overtones. All right. So we kind of, we watched that and we're like, what if we did this with a fake religion? Yeah, 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 awesome. A sun, a sun worshipping mm, religion. Because the only, uh, uh, you know, I've said, I've said it before, but the only thing between, you know, Scientology, oh, that's crazy, you know. Mormonism is a religion though. The only thing that differentiates between, you know, Mormonism, Scientology and Catholicism is time. It's just the time we've all had a chance to just let it go, <laughs> let it do its thing. Now Catholicism's not crazy, even though it's absolutely insane. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, so I was, I'm obsessed with that. I love, I love that concept, and I love how we kind of just forget things. Yeah, you just like you know? well, okay. as humans, we just kind of be like, we're just like, yeah, we'll reset, we'll reset after you know. Sure, there was a big war against Nazis in the 40s. But now they're coming back because we've somehow forgotten, you know, that Nazis are awful. I don't know. I like that. I like. I don't know. We're um, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> well, Ben, thank you so much. I go much. off on tangents. I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm ADHD. Well, honestly, we appreciate it so much you coming on and uh, sharing your enthusiasm for cults because we share it. To- yes, mm. and I do apologize. If, if viewers are religious, I apologize. <laughs> I, per- I think that you're doing a great job and I, you have, I like the right to worship and I respect your right to believe. I just think that it's nonsense, <laughs> which is fine. That is fine. That's okay. You can think that I think, me thinking that, it's nonsense is nonsense, and I respect your belief. Hmm. There you go, covered your eyes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben, again, thank you so much for uh, telling us about Raelians. And um, if thank people you. want to experience your cult and hug the sun with you, <laughs> wh- one more time, where's yes. the best place for people to check that out? The YouTubans. <laughs> You ever heard of this? YouTubians. You ever heard of this? Yeah, the YouTubians. <laughs> uh, go to www.youtube.com mm-hmm. and then type into that search bar. 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 Search bar. Sorry. Grouse House. G-R-O-U-S-E. And then house. Exactly how it sounds, which is not with a W. It's with a U and then an S and then an E. So you've tricked me into spelling it. You're very clever, <laughs> listener. Well done. Um, awesome. Uh, Grouse House, and there's all the the uh, the episodes released so far on that YouTubeans channel. Uh, it's really really funny, and uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners will recognise a lot of people from uh, Melbourne and Australian comedy. Also joining you and uh, Xavier on the show. Yes, um, we've got a puppet in it. Uh, which uh, looks a lot like Dave. <laughs> well, if you ever need <laughs> enough, if you ever... enough that Dave could sue. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think he's definitely got grounds. The art department wow. just had four um, photos definitely... of me. <laughs> yeah, we just gave him four photos of you, and you've definitely got grounds to sue us for IP. Well, wow. I, just, well, I was going to yeah. actually offer if you get a second season, if you want to bring that puppet to life, um, 
I will come on down. Okay. There we Dave go. Now we're talking. always hustling for gigs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Huh? Always. Hey. Hey, you got yourself a deal. You drive a hard bargain. <laughs> Thank you so much. I won't sue you if you cast me. <laughs> that's deal. Give me a job and I'm happy. Ben, I'll sue you if you do cast me. I'm going to cast you. Thank you. Um, but thank you for coming on. We love you. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, I love I love the pod and I love you guys. And um, I always, you know, I hear so much about how beautiful and amazing your listeners are. They are. They're, they're the greatest they're listeners. They're beautiful. They're so yeah, beautiful. They are. Of all. I've also got a podcast myself. Oh, yes. Can I just give that a quick Take about your other stuff. Of course, you've got The Grub. We've got the grub, and that's it. You know, that's all that you need to worry about. That one. It's just a sketch comedy show uh, that is done weekly. We've got a Patreon. We release monthly or bi-monthly for free episodes. But there's so much on there. Uh, check it out, and it's all for free already. So it's got Greg Larson and Anne Edmonds, and it's very, real, very funny people. real stupid. It's so funny. If you want smart comedy, go yeah, somewhere go else. Because <laughs> it is the stupidest comedy that you will ever listen to. I promise you that. That's my guarantee. But it's a bit of fun. Yeah, it is a bit of fun. So go check them out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. <laughs> hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Well, and then there were two. It's just Jess and I here to steer you through the everybody's favourite section of the show, which I believe has a jingle that goes a little bit like this. Fact, quote, or question. Oh. oh, sorry. Just a... <coughs> no. Nah. Ding. There it is. Better. Got it. Now, this, of course, is our Patreon section of the show where we like to shout out to pay homage, if you will, to some of our fantastic Patreon supporters. And if you'd like to join them, you can go to patreon.com slash do go on pod. And in exchange for yourself supporting the show, uh, help 
keeping us going after all these years. In exchange for that, we will give you a, a lot of bonus rewards. And there's different tiers, but you can get, amongst other things, three bonus episodes a month uh, that no one else hears, plus access to the back catalogue of bonus episodes, which is now about 110 plus. So, so many. So many. Uh, lots of mini reports, <laughs> lots of quizzes, a few episodes of Phrasing the Bar, our Dungeons & Dragons spin-off show, all sorts of things in there, as well as tickets to shows before anyone else hears about them. You get to be in a Facebook group, which is a lovely community. Honestly, the only reason I'm still on Facebook. And, um, yeah, you also get shout-outs and stuff. But the uh, fact quote or question, this is for people on the Sydney Scheinberg Deluxe Memorial Rest in Peace edition, one of our top mm. tiers. And uh, these people get to... Uh, give themselves a title as well as send us a fact, a quote, or a question that we go through on the show. And I'm going to go through four of those with Jess now. I haven't read these. Jess hasn't read these. So let's just see how it goes. Here we go. All right. Our first uh, fact, quote, or question this week is Austin Horst. Thank you so much, Austin Austin. Horst, who's uh, given themselves the nickname Something witty and creative that definitely references a previous episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing knowingly, which I think is the type of laugh I would give it if it was a a witty reference to a past episode. Oh, very good, very good, very good. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I get it. Which is funny because I probably would have because I don't remember Honestly, it would be us going, what? And then going, oh, yeah. oh, okay, I think I get it because we are very forgetful people. But Austin Horst. I'd be saying I assume that's something we've said. Love it. But I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Austin's given us a question this week, Jess. Great. The question is this. Hi, guys, hope you're well. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're okay. Uh, last time I asked each of you what your favourite ever live show was, was either music, comedy, etc. Live entertainment was one of the things that I missed most in the year that was 2020. Matt graciously answered my question saying that his favourite was probably seeing Cold Chisel. In brackets, can't thank you enough, Matt, by the way, for introducing them to me via listen now. Of course, Matt's other podcast. Unfortunately, oh. Dave and Jess weren't with him that day and he suggested I ask again to give them a chance to answer. Oh, my God. This is perfect because Matt's not here. This is good. And it's just us. So you'll get all three answers. And uh, I will start off just by saying Austin's done what we love here and answered his own question as oh, I said last yes. time, my favourite show I've been to definitely has to be the Foo Fighters with ZZ Top coming in at a close second. Keep Ooh. up the great work. Um, oh, it is a bit tough. I'll talk about a few actually. Okay. Um, I often say the best gig I've ever seen was maybe surprisingly Coldplay. I feel like Coldplay have become one of those bands where people sort of like to mock them a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, they kind of they get mocked they're not, so they're much. Not very, they're not very cool to um to to like. Um <laughs> what's your favorite song? Mine's a scientist. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, who could forget that I've also seen Coldplay Live and went and they have to put on a fantastic show. They spend millions of dollars on their live show. Yeah. There's yeah. like confetti, there's giant balls, there's like bubbles, there's an amazing light show. They play on multiple stages and the show the time I saw them, Shane Warne came out and played harmonica and of no, course. No other band gets that. No, you don't get Shane Warne. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely one of the, it was like probably one of the biggest, like it was an arena show um, and a big budget arena show for that as well. So th- they'd be up there. But on the complete opposite end of the scale, uh, no, it's no secret that Paul Kelly is, I would say, my all-time favourite musician. 
And when I was in Edinburgh in 2016, um, I bumped into a, a comedian from Melbourne who I'd been hanging out with a lot at the festival, Sonia Diorio, and I was like, oh, what are, you, what are you up to? What are you watching tonight? And she was like, oh, I'm going to go see this show and then uh, I've got a ticket to Paul Kelly later. And I was like, <laughs> "Sorry, what? Paul Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought like that must have been a comedian who shares the name or, so, or you know. Yeah, like, probably an English person, be, yeah. Yeah. And she was like, no, 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 like Paul Kelly's here. He's doing a gig in the Spiegel tent. So I got a ticket. It was £15. <laughs> That's so um, cheap. It was so cheap and then I saw Paul Kelly and it was just him on stage for like 90% of it. He brought out his nephew Dan to do a couple of songs with him but it was just Paul Kelly in the Spiegel tent in Edinburgh and I was like, what is happening? This is the best. And he didn't expect it. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't know he was in the country. Uh, If I knew, I would have 100% already had tickets but I managed to get one and and see him and it was... It was absolutely awesome. And then saw him a few years later um, in Brisbane with like full band and it was absolutely epic as well. That was one of the best nights of my life, seeing him in Brisbane. So I'd say Coldplay and Paul Kelly, but I've been very lucky to see some pretty great stuff. What about you, Dave? Love that. Well, for me, it's also like a memory-based one um, because it meant so much to me at the time. Um, So when I was only 15 years old... My favourite band, and still one of my favourite all-time bands, Death Cab for Cutie came out, but they only played an 18-plus show. And what I did was I got my sister's friend's ID and he had the same haircut as I did, uh, a bit of a <laughs> bit of an emo fringe type thing going on. And uh, despite being 15, and I look very young at 15. You still do, I, yeah. <laughs> so at 15 you probably looked about eight. Seriously, it's like it's it's a – and I went and my, uh, I went with two of my sister's friends that – I hadn't met before, but she said, oh, they're going, you can go with them. We caught the train in. We lined up at the Forum Theatre and I knew that if I got knocked back, they were just going to go in and then I was just going to have to, like, go home on my own or whatever. And I was, like, freaking out, felt so sick. And the guy just looks at my AD and goes, yep, sure, go in. And I'm just like, yeah! Yes! It was so great. And, um, yeah, they were really awesome. And the Forum is my favourite Melbourne venue, so favourite band. At my favourite venue, playing when I'm 15 and not supposed to be there. That's my favourite one, yeah. And I still have, That's and I'm, pretty I wear it as pyjamas now around the house, but I still have, and I'm showing Jess over Zoom, the uh, <laughs> jumper that I bought at that gig 15 years ago. That's And it just happened to be right next to you. Yeah, I've got it right, yeah, in case I got cold on this, on this recording. Yeah, that's so. great. Another one that I think of a bit too is when... You, me, and Matt went to see Father John Misty. Oh, that was great. And he was playing at the Melbourne Recital Centre. That was already a great gig. I've seen Father John like three times. That was an amazing gig. Melbourne Recital Centre is obviously designed for music. Yes, so the like acoustics a, are gorgeous. A multi, multi million dollar performance space. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. So it's not like you, so, you, they're not like in a, a stadium designed for soccer or football. It's like yeah. for music, which is awesome. It was, it's gorgeous. And so that was already a great gig. I think that was the first time I'd seen him live. But supporting him was this, at the time, unknown up-and-comer. It was just her on the stage with the guitar. And I remember, like, making a note of her name because her voice was so beautiful and I got home and I'm Googling Angie McMahon. I'm trying to find the song that she was singing that really caught my attention. And it wasn't released. It wasn't anywhere yet. And then, you know, a few months later, it's popping up on Triple J 
Uh, and she's gone on to have this huge career. She's doing really great things. She's toured all over the world. But just I just happened to see her and and connect with her voice and with one song, and now she's also one of my all-time favourites. So that was pretty cool too. That is really cool. What a great question. Great question. Thank you so, so much, Austin. We love that. Um, I also saw, just as a side note, I also saw the Foo Fighters once uh, a, long, a long time ago, uh, but probably my favourite part of the gig was the opening act was Tenacious D, Jack Black and Carl Gass. <laughs> and I love them, so that was awesome. That they, That'd be so good. Because they are famously friends with Dave Grohl and the guys, so it was cool yeah. that they just brought them along for the gig. <laughs> That's great. So that was awesome. Uh, thanks, Austin. All right, our next fact quota questioner is Jeremy Swade. What a name. That's so smooth. That's so good, yeah. Jeremy Swade. Love uh, that. What are we looking at here? Got the, computer, I'm Dave. zoomed in too much. <laughs> no. <laughs> I zoomed in too much on that little what document. What's this you got here? <laughs> Jeremy Swade's nickname is what I was looking for, and it is Executive Dugawan Ambassador to the Golden State of California. Oh, wow, an important Love job. Love that. Great state. And we have actually a fact from uh, Jeremy Swade, and it looks like it is a Ooh. Californian fact. Makes sense. Okay. The fact is, you tell me whether this is fun or not, uh, California is home to the largest tree in the world. Its name Ooh, is... Oh, that's fun. And it has a name. Uh, the name is I'm already General... calling it. I, I jumped in too soon. <laughs> <laughs> General Sherman. It is... <laughs> I know what I <laughs> Jess is laughing. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, 2,200 years old and it lives in... Uh, in Sequoia National Park, it's nearly 275 feet or nearly 84 metres tall and has a circumference of 102 feet or 31 metres. Shit, that's... How old was it? 2,200 years old. Get the fuck out. That's not... How? Yeah, that's that's amazing. Do trees just live forever? If we leave them alone, do they just live forever? Why am I imagining trees have like <laughs> have like a lifespan? <laughs> well, and I think trees a lot, are like no, a couple hundred years, and then they just fall over, right? A lot of them do. Okay, yeah. that's wild. That is an incredibly fun fact. Love that. You can, there's a picture of it too. If you want to look it up, it is. It, it's Whoa. that's a big, big boy. That's a fantastic fact. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. That is right up my alley. That's fun. Love that. Thanks, Jeremy Swade. Keep it up. California IA. We'll be there one day. Uh, another person I believe is uh, who was residing in uh, California IA is our next uh, fact quota question who we have met before, and that is Nesta Quijaro. Nesta. Thanks, Nesta, the bester. But that's not your nickname this week, according to yourself. It is designated purser on person on deciding strange facts. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Because right. I that doesn't feel like my forte. I can't do strange. Yeah, so you're fun. Matt's grim. I think I'm dull. And maybe <laughs> now Nesta is strange. So strange. God, I wish, why didn't I? Why didn't I get strange? That's I'm so. I'm so yeah, you <laughs> could give yourself something else if you don't want to do dull facts, lame ones. But it's up to you. All right, we've got a we've got a, a question from Nesta though. First of all, I feel like we don't ask this enough. But how are all of you? Uh, there is another question coming up, but uh, just quickly, uh, we're doing pretty good. Uh, for personal context, Melbourne has gone into uh, at least a week-long lockdown after the re-emergence of the virus here, so we're all bunkering down and hoping to get on top of it before it spreads any further. 
Yeah, I got back into the state just in time yeah. um, before lockdown. <laughs> you were... I had a nice holiday and uh, rushed back over the border um, before lockdown started. And I, uh, you know, it's, we're recording this on a Friday. I had the weekend off to attend a good friend's wedding. Um, which will not be going ahead. So oh, to be quite honest, Nesta, feeling feeling flat for a bunch of reasons, but Melbourne's done this many, many times, as have so many other parts of the world, so we're not complaining, but, you know, it's just we're weary. <laughs> yes, that's right, but that's right. But hopefully... I got a cute dog, I, I bought some Lego, I'm going to play The Sims, everything will be fine. Oh, that's fun. What Lego did you get? Well, I wanted to get like a Jurassic World one where you made a little... Um, you made like a little uh, Jeep kind of car and then I could go vroom, 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 vroom. Yeah, um, awesome. But Aiden was like, let's just get this pack and then we can be more creative because you can make whatever you want. So we just got some like generic Lego, which is still fun and it has a little book in it so it still has, I can still follow some instructions, which calms my anxious brain. <laughs> Love that. That's a bit of a win-win. But, you know, if, if we enjoy this, I'm getting the Jurassic World little Jeep. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a good one. I'm with you. I support that all the way. All right, we actually have a follow-up question from Nesta, which is, here's my question. If you could replace any single arm or leg with a bionic one, which would you replace, why would you replace it, and what cool things would it do? And he's also so answered it. So you can only it. have one, though. Oh, great. It's an arm or a leg, so I'll read this out while you're thinking about your answer. To answer my own question, yep. mine would be my left arm. I'd like to, th- to look like Bucky's. From the Marvel movies, mm. do you know who's Bucky? Uh, yeah, Bucky's the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay, great, great. Um, Bucky Barnes, he is Captain America's best friend. Um, and, uh, you know, spoilers, he starts off as a bad guy because he's been brainwashed and then has a bit of a knock to the head. Oh, he's a good guy again. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. Bucky's cool he's, and his arm is pretty sick. Yeah, Nessa says it's a cool design. I'd like to... For it to do all the cool bionic arm stuff like super strength, shoot a grappling hook, pick door locks and hack security stuff. But its most important feature would be to extend just a few inches to scratch the spot in the middle of my back that's always oh. just a bit out of reach. Cheers to you all. Yes, Hope sir. to see you in the States soon for the worldwide do-go-on tour. You are speaking my language, my friend. Yes, I, just extend a little bit. I don't want to um, show off here, but I think that I have either unusually long arms or something because I can cover, there's no part of my back I can't cover. You've never needed somebody else to scratch your back for you. No, I can I can even sunscreen my own back. That's can crazy. Do can do, I mean, I can't really show you. You don't need anybody else. That's right, exactly. I'm happy as I am on my own. That being wow. said, if I could replace one of these limbs with a bionic one, it would be my left leg mm-hmm. and then... Just so I could do surprising things like um, people wouldn't expect me to be able to kick the ball really far or something, but like I could kick yeah. it like the length of me in t- like two football fields or like if we're doing triple jump, the hop, the step and the jump, the hop at the start, people would be like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically it's ath- athletics. Do our bionic limbs still look like, like can people tell it's a bionic limb? Does that make uh, sense? I want yeah. it to like I want my legs to just look the same as they are now because I think I want to go leg as well. I was going to say right arm, but and now I'm thinking right leg. The reason being, I am left footed and I don't want to like be kicking the footy with friends and accidentally kick it into space. <laughs> that's what, that's exactly what so I do want to do. That's what I want to do. 
Yeah, but I'll I'll have a right leg, please, so I can jump very high. No, 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 right arm. I want right arm. Okay. Change my mind. And what are you doing with that right yeah, arm? Yeah, I want, like, strength and I want to be able to, like, hold on to a, a van <laughs> at high speeds <laughs> and just be dangling there. Can't dangling do that with a leg. No. If you, if Legs you can, can't grip. If you, if you can, something's gone horribly wrong. You're gripping on with your yeah, toes. Yeah, exactly right. So I'm going to say right arm, please. I don't want to have to relearn how to write with my left hand, my new bionic hand. Right arm, please. Lock it in. Great answer. I love it. Thanks, Nesta. Fun question. Final one is from Jai Smith. Jai's nickname here is Hid of Bid Unsense. Hid of Bid Unsense. Hold on. Does that is that supposed to sound like something and I sound foolish? Is that what the joke is here? Hid of it's bid. Be head of bed. I don't know what the Hid last of is. bid a Is there a giveaway in the question? Okay, the good one, good one, good one. Question. Uh, hailing from Sydney, there is a clear, discernible American-ish accent from inner-city Melbourne people, including your podcast friends, specifically Adam Carnavale and Joel Zamet. But also with Cass Page to a less degree and Joel Dusha slides in and out. In brackets. Okay, so it's a sans pants accent. In brackets, I heard it was weird. Funnily enough, the three of you don't have it. My question is, am I crazy? Does this exist? Do you hear it? No, I hear a Sydney accent, being a Melbourneian uh, who lives with a New South Welshman, um, and I hear it in my uh, New South Wales colleagues. I'm wondering, I wish there were some uh, examples here. From, I, mm. I know you probably can give us a couple from the other way around, but from the from the Sandspans people, Sandspans people, I wonder what American-ish stuff they're doing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Might be harder R's and stuff like that every now and then. Can hear that sometimes. Right. Uh, so, Australia doesn't have a huge range of accents. It's pretty subtle, nuanced things that can indicate where somebody is from. Western Australia and South Australia is more of the Queen's English, so it's dance and France and stuff like that, whereas yeah. in the East we tend to say dance and France. Um, but I, what I hear in New South Wales is, uh, and it's very subtle, um, but in words that have like an E-A, they really pronounce the A, so ideal, um, meal, stuff like that. It's subtle and it's not, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit to, uh, to sort of give an example, but I hear it a lot and I'm like, wow. Whereas I think we say it a bit flatter. It's not ideal. They'd say ideal, ideal. All right, okay. Yeah. How interesting. I must say I have not noticed it with the Sandspans people. No, me either. But, but now we'll have to look out for it. It must be a Sans Pants accent. Bunch of freaks. Yeah. yeah. Too funny. <laughs> weirdos. Uh, thanks, Dry. <laughs> pack of weirdos. <laughs> Maybe other people have heard it and they can get in contact with us on our Twitter or something. Let us know. Is Jai crazy is his question. Does this exist? Does that make me crazy? That's Jai. I don't know, Jai. But thank Does you for it? your question, Jai. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks to all those beautiful people. Now it's time to shout out to even more beautiful people that support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dogoonpod. Uh, these people have been waiting patiently for a shout out. And uh, we usually come up with a little game. Usually your, your thing, Jess, is to come up with something to do with the episode. Obviously it was cultish that we could shout out and assign these people. We are naming their cults. Love it. 
Great, good stuff. Easy. Um, and none of these cults, just to preface it, none of them result in anybody being assaulted, injured, killed. Right. Nothing. Do they all involve These are all lots, nice cults. Lots and lots of uh, consensual group sex. Not all of them, no. Oh, okay. Interesting. First I've yeah, ever heard but of. But I will but, tell uh, you which ones, yeah, <laughs> which okay, ones <laughs> will. Fantastic. <laughs> it's most. <laughs> yeah, most, but not all. Not it, all. Is mo- it is most, but not yeah. all, but it is most. I must stress. Fair. Yeah, to be fair, that's right. <laughs> we're looking at, we're batting at a 99.99% here, but um, <laughs> there are some that aren't. Uh, do you mind if I kick off with some names? Please. I would love to thank from Gothenburg or Gothenburg in Sweden which is very, very cool to have your support all the way from over there. Mikhail Medin. Mikhail Medinians. Medin. Oh, the Medinians. That's, that, I mean, they... honestly, that sounds more like something I joined than Raelians. Yeah, the Medinians really, their key things are studying geography, uh, making cups of tea and... Heaps of consensual sex. Yes, they are yeah, one of the sexy all right. ones. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Warm up with a bit of map reading. We'll name some capital yeah, cities. Yeah, have a cuppa. Earl Grey and then bang, close off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Thanks, Mikhail. I would also like to thank now from uh, Burbank in California, Cameron Monaghan. What about Cameron uh, Monaghan. The Cam Cam Thank You Fam. Oh, that's great. Cameron also has the same uh, spelling of Monaghan as uh, my family, so I think Cameron is my cousin. Oh, okay. Um, so so you... I will not be partaking in the consensual sex. Uh, <laughs> right. You want to keep the Cam Cam? Thank you, fam. You want to keep it in the Cam Cam fam, uh, but under the real fam. Exactly right. Um, and yeah, so they are again consensual sex, a big part of it. No, it's like a medium part of it. It's not the main thing, but it's yeah. like a it's a bonus. They are into protein smoothies. Oh, wow. Uh, All right. Power lifting. <laughs> wow, a really strong cult. Hand cream. <laughs> That's right. They make it, they sell it, they use it. That's right. So one ha- side of their hand is really soft. The other hand is calloused and ready to grip. But the other hand, yeah. beautiful, supple. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Thank you, Cameron. Thanks, Cam. I would like to thank now uh, from Mississauga in Canada, Sarabi Pradin or Pradin, Sarabi Pradin. Sarabi. So there's something good in Sarabi. The, the, what about like, I mean, I don't want to just say Sarabians, but it's very good. Yeah, Sarabian. Sarabi Lee. Yep. I'll save you there, Jess. Um, not sure if um, in Canada this means something. What about Sarabi's Barbie? Uh, they have lots of barbecues. They all uh, oh. they meet outdoors, uh, cook meat together before the group, inevitable group sex. Before the group sex. <laughs> Intense, but nobody's allowed to film it. No outsiders. You oh, can my, if you're into it. but That lady was such a perv. <laughs> But then calling them pervs, it's like they're just having sex. Yeah, come on. You're filming it, it's lady. It's not a big deal. Yeah, you weirdo. Sarabi's Sur- Barbie, so they love uh, barbecuing and uh, they all wear not chef hats but they all wear like um, hats made out of folded newspapers. Yeah, but so cool. Like, uh, like they don't... Yeah, cool stuff. Yeah. Like really good. Or- they're very good at origami but they only make hats. 
And I want to stress as well that the barbecues are not like that when people say, come over for a barbie and you just have like plain cold sausages and like a shitty potato salad and that's it. These ones are like really nice meats, cooked well, um, the salads and vegetables and, and sides and stuff are really like they love good food, but it is all oh, cooked outdoors. <laughs> it, gourmet, gourmet stuff. Yeah, obviously gourmet difficult barbecue. during difficult during a Canadian winter, but they are dedicated people. They figure it out. They barbecue inside a lot, um, uh, in kitchens. Um, oh, so yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> They're weird over there, aren't they? <laughs> They're a bit odd, are they? Barbecuing inside. <laughs> On your Sarabi, thank you so much. Uh, Next up, I'd like to thank, uh, we are traveling the world at the moment from Munster in Denmark. I would like to thank, no, not Denmark, Deutschland is the DE, I believe. Germany, yeah. Is this the Munster Rebellion? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I could be wrong. I know, I'm an idiot. No, but that I'm, would be a weird coincidence. I very much think it is. And uh, the listener of wow. note is Tom Quinders. Oh, my Tom God. Tom Quinders. Quinders. That's a fantastic name, Tom. Congratulations on a great name. There's something yes. in like Quinder, uh, Quinderkind. It is <laughs> a cult for children. <laughs> um, <laughs> No sex in this one. This is one of the very few Definitely without no sex. sex. This is one of, that's no why sex. I said most but not all. Yep. Zero sex in this one. Thank God. Um, because it, And it's especially for like a, a young age group. Uh, so we're talking the year three to ten. Um, and they, they focus mostly on shapes, colours, numbers, uh, basic language skills. It's a school. It's a school essentially. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's pretty fun. That's a pretty fun cult. Hey, Tom Quinders, you're doing uh, God's work with the kids over in Munster. Love that. Yeah. Thank and you, Tom. finally, for me, I'd like to thank from Port Macquarie here in Australia, I'd like to thank Jacob Gaskell. Jacob Gaskell. I mean, the, the gas way, killers. Yeah, I was going to say the last name is Gaskill written down. Gas killers. I it mean, has to. you did say there was no violence in these cults. So is that just a name or? It is just a name, yes. What they're actually doing is uh, they do quite a lot of research and um, practical testing in eliminating farts. They are <laughs> trying to kill the gas. I love that. They, they are, honestly, I can say that's God's work. It's a tough task, but somebody had to take it on. Um, but it's not all they do. They do have a bit of fun. Um, they have a, a, a series of different social clubs you can also join as well, bowling. Uh, you can play polo. Um, and then, of course, the um, mass consensual sex. Of, of course. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Is that when you're signing up to something? They've got the clipboard out and you're like, uh, sorry, what? What was that last one? Yeah. Oh, uh, bowling? Was it you want me to repeat? Or? Pottery? Was that the one you're interested in? <laughs> Have a gander at this list. See what you think. <laughs> thank you, Jacob, for trying to kill the gas. May Thanks. I thank some people as well? Please. I would love to thank from Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah. Anna Dunn. Anna Dunn. What's Anna Dunn? <laughs> Bit of fun. <laughs> uh, what? what it, it probably doesn't have to be based off the name. Although in Salt Lake City, they probably don't call 
toilets dunnies, so we could do something with that, I guess. What about the uh, like the they they are the, the meatball subs? Oh, okay. Salt Lake That's City. The name of the cop. Salt Lake City in Utah. Utah. Give me two. Two. Meatball. Meatball. He wants a couple of sandwiches. So these are the meatball. Yeah. They call the meatball subs, and despite the name, they, they do are, not have oranges ever. No, they've, they've got, got enough. enough they've got enough. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen Point Break, this uh, is making absolutely no sense to you, Anna Dunn. But um, baffling. Despite that, uh, big fan of uh, subs, hoagies, yep. sandwiches, yeah. po boys, all sorts of uh, sandwich hamburgers, and um, but that's all they eat. They, yes, they only eat bread-based uh, hand food. Yeah, and uh, and they love Keanu Reeves. He is basically their god. And they like to do a, a guided meditation uh, which is accompanied by a slideshow which is just pictures of Keanu Reeves <laughs> and then um, mass consensual sex, yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. If that's not going to get you in the mood, I do not know what is. Uh, Keanu has been invited but is yet to turn up to one of the sessions. Yeah. But open but invitation, will. open invitation. Yeah, yeah. He'll Thank you up. so much to Thank Anna you. Dunn. Thank you, Anna. Uh, and from an undisclosed location, probably because we've met this person, I believe, and he's been all over the place. I would love to thank Moritz Ramuta. Ramata. Oh, I think Moritz Ramuta is how I've always said it, but is that right? Ramuta, yeah. You're probably right. I'm not sure. Uh, Moritz, we met in Sydney and where else? Gosh, is I he in, on, in the UK? I'm trying to report. I'm so sorry, Moritz. But, uh, Maybe Melbourne, what about else. oh Brisbane, Brisbane? Anyway, um, yes. What about Maritz Remuda is the leader of the Remuda Triangle? Ooh, that's very good. Sounds good. And so Maritz is one of three leaders. He's the top point yes. of the triangle, but he has two underlings who just kind of handle admin. They're like the vice principals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, two vice ones principals. for like students, ones for admin. And um, yeah, what are they? What are they kind of into? Um, they uh, only they? eat triangle foods. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, so samosas, pizza, sandwiches, sandwiches cut into triangles, samosas. Yes, <laughs> pizza. What else? Was, what's a triangle? Sunny boys. Those um, <laughs> those icy <laughs> spots. <laughs> oh, I mean that you've got a whole day there. Like toast triangulars for breakfast. You've got um, mm. samosas for lunch. And then for a dessert, you've got a sunny boy. What 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 else do you need? Yeah, no. You and then you could you could have cheesecake. You could have almost any cake because you do tend to cut cake into triangles. Yes, exactly. Lots of cake, and then of course lots of uh, sex um, in groups of three. The holy trinity. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, and a pretty balanced diet there. So that's pretty impressive. Thank you. Yeah, but you, honestly, ticking off a, a lot of the watermelon slices. There you go. Yeah. Yum. Uh, from Melbourne in Victoria, someone we see a lot at our live shows and we, we love to see him, Sam Crumbie. Ah, uh, yes, Sam Crumbie, a great supporter of the live stuff. Thank you so much for coming to mm. our show, Sam. Uh, I didn't realise actually when we met Sam that he was a cult leader, but obviously he is. Yeah. He's not flashy about it and that's what I like. Yeah, that's right. Um, Sam's cult is, of course, called the Crombie Van. <laughs> And they are really into, uh, like, 
they tinker with old cars. Oh, okay, in a, in a religious way. Yeah, they way. do them up in a in a religious way. They say thank thee, the tinkerer, <laughs> our Lord and Savior, for tinkering with the vehicle of life and getting under the hood and really <laughs> making that baby sing. Won't lie to you, Jess, it does sound a little bit like Sam just runs a mobile mechanic business out of his van. Is that what's going on here? No, you don't get it. No, I don't think I get it. It's essentially like a, it's, you know, it, it was born out of a support network for people who never learnt how to fix their car. Hey. And what it became is so much more. Mm, they Sure, they tinker under their car, they sing songs around bonfires and they fuck. <laughs> In the back of a van. Why do you think we're doing up the van? <laughs> it's right. my shagging wagon. <laughs> Why are they all covered in pleather? <laughs> it's a bit of fun. So thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. To you, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> sorry to all more. these people, by the way. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. Uh, I would love to thank uh, from Springwood in New South Wales, Layla Booth. Okay. Layla Booth. I'm really hoping you got something because my brain's just got nothing. Okay. Um, it, they're called Ain't That the Booth. Yes. Right? And they can, yes. honestly, it's, it's, it's very, this is actually what inspired Liar Liar. They can only tell the truth. Oh, that's great. That is actually good. At the end of the day, that's, yeah, but they only that's tell, for the best. Tell the truth. Uh, but if they tell a lie, their tell is they say, Ain't That the Booth. And you go, You just lied to me. <laughs> you lied. You just lied. You lied. Because they're sort of, it's like a, they're getting off on a technicality. They're yeah. not saying that the truth. They're saying that the booth. And that the booth. Like, okay, well, now I know you're yeah, lying. Yeah, exactly. Like, Once people found out. You have a very obvious out, tell. It's very difficult to lie after that. <laughs> I love that. What else do they do, though? They don't lie, but they do lie uh, down yeah, next they, to pools. They love to just sunbathe around yeah. the pool. Very big on vitamin D. Very big on They it. love vitamin D and they do not have sex. They don't have sex. They hate the vitamin D in other ways. Yeah, they love their vitamin D from the sun. <laughs> they hate the vitamin D from <laughs> men. Get out of here is what they say. <laughs> Get out of here, men. Sorry, Layla, if you were really desperate to be a leader of a sexy cult, um, but, you Sorry. know, you started it. Yeah, so that's right. And ain't that you the started booth, this cult. right? Ain't that the booth. <laughs> Finally, I would love to thank, and Dave, I might need help on a bunch of these words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm looking ahead for you. All right, where are we from, Jester? From uh, Wokigan. Looks like Wokigan? I'm Wokigan here. In, uh, in Illinois? Illinois, Wokigan, Illinois. Yes. Good stuff. I would love to thank Kelly. What? Wacolts. I reckon Wacolts. Kelly Wacolts from Waukegan, Illinois. It's a double H. You don't see a double H that often. No, I enjoy it though. It's great to see. And is there something yeah, you can do with great. that cult wise? Double H. At, oh. You may have heard. I mean, her name is Wacolts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure there's something here. Um, there's something <laughs> in it, something cult related. We cults. Wacolts. <laughs> oh, okay. We cults. It's called We Cults. Yeah. It is a charity oh, yeah. designed to bring together all cults. Yes, great. Um, and raise awareness for cults. 
Bring it and bring about like but a super group. In like a of itself, group. it is a cult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I want to get you out of your cult and into my much larger cult. Yeah, I want to make other people aware of both your cult and my cult. And um, and so what they do is a, a lot of admin, a lot of uh, door-to-door uh, sort of, you know, fundraising or awareness. And then after a long day of uh, just charity work, they get together and they have mass consensual sex. <laughs> Right. They have a very long list of beliefs because anything goes. They believe in everything yeah. and they also have sex. So they are both uh, very open to people of all genders and identities um, but at the same time very conservative. <laughs> That's right. Hey, it's a very confusing cult. Everything goes here. Everything goes. What so cults? You can, you can love or hate whoever you want to. <laughs> hey, do you hate? I, I also hate them. I hate them. Good on ya. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Bit of fun, isn't it? So sorry, Kelly. Thank you so much once again to Mikhail, Cameron, Sarabi, Tom, Jacob, Anna, Maritz, Sam, Layla and Kelly. Well, with that section of the show done, there's only one thing left to do and that's to check if anyone's coming into the Triptych Club, which is people that have been on the shout-out yes. level or above for three consecutive years. Um and looking ahead, Ooh. there is a few names to induct this week. We've got one, two, yeah, three, four, six. five, six. Wow. Um, uh, what happens is we've we formed a little club called the Triptych Club, which is um, basically like it's a bar, a lounge, it's a it's a venue, a place where you can a cult. Yes, yeah, honestly, it sounds very cult like. Yeah. Um, but we have uh, drinks, we have hors d'oeuvres, we have live music this week, and Jess, uh, who? Or what food will we be dining on this week? Well, what's a cult if not a club? And we're all members of that club because we're having club sandwiches. Yeah, it's beautiful. Also triangle-based, so everyone can eat those. Yes, um, everyone's happy. Drinks-wise, um, we are having a Raelian special, which is uh, somehow, and you are not allowed to ask, it is silver. Uh, in in it's a silver liquid, and it is uh, also triangular, served in a very strange triangular glass, and it does not taste good, but it will give you telepathic powers for approximately four hours. So that's pretty rad. That sounds amazing. And whilst you're you have that tel- the telepathic powers. The band that will, will be uh, joining us tonight is, of course, uh, Alien Ant Farm. Of course. Who will be playing uh, such hits as Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal and... Um, Annie, are you okay? You okay? You okay, <laughs> Annie? Just about that will be the only song they play. But honestly, we'll all know the words by the end of the night. Looking forward to that. <laughs> okay, how are we going to do this in terms of hyping each other? I think we just, I think we both just have to connect and go completely mental and just thank a bunch of people and just hype the shit out of it. What do you reckon? Okay, let's just both hype. We're both, usually Matt reads it out, I hype, Jess hypes me, but honestly, let's just hype, you're right, let's just get a zone I'm going to read them, you're going to, like, we're just going to, we're just going to go for it, okay? Okay, all right, here we go, here we go. Welcoming, we're lifting the the velvet rope, welcoming, and honestly, these people are in the club forever. So, Hall of Famers. Matt. From Mudgy in New South Wales, Kirsty Orr. Oh, Kirsty Orr bust, am I right? Yes, Kirsty for life. 
Uh, we'd also like to thank from Mossman in New South Wales, Dominic O'Kelly. Dominic O'Kelly, you Mossman, more man, am I right? Yes. Yeah, you are more man than we deserve, Dominic ooh, O'Kelly. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We'd also like to thank from Edinburgh, Tom Gray. Oh, the skies were grey before you turned up, but now they are clear blue, baby. Tom Gray's in the house. I would also love to thank from Moscow, Paige McFeely. Uh, <laughs> McFeely is an incredible name. I know, I'm McFeeling good. Now you're here, Paige. Yes. Oh, so good. From Oslo, I would love to thank Oystein uh, Espadel. <laughs> this is a, a tricky one. Um, <laughs> Do something with Oslo, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, I was feeling Oslo, but now I'm feeling Os High. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Honestly, that felt like the great escape. <laughs> and from Buffalo in New York, I would love to thank Elijah Jimison. He's my Buffalo soldier, Elijah. <laughs> yes. Well done, Dave. Well done. Thank you so much to all those people. You uh, hopefully you'll be enjoying your food, your psychedelic drinks, and, of course, the music of Alien Ant Farm tonight. Yeah, you're welcome for that. <laughs> yeah, enjoy. Um, who I, I've just looked up Alien Ant Farm, um, their discography. Their first album came out in 1999. It's called Greatest Hits. That's funny. That's that funny. is pretty funny. That is good. Is that their first and only album? No, actually, because the one after that, I believe, is the one that had the Michael Jackson cover. It's called Anthology. Uh, um, okay. And they've actually had a few since 2015's their most recent album called Always and Forever. That's nice. Good for them. Oh. But unfortunately they will only be playing the, from their greatest hits first album. <laughs> Confusingly enough, in 2008 they released an album called 20th Century Masters, The Millennium Collection, The Best of Alien Anthem. Oh my God, they are baffling. Because their first album's called Greatest Hits. Where do you go to from there? Yeah, that's a good point. On you guys. We can't wait to have them uh, rocking the club. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that is it for another amazing episode of Do Go On, if I may say so myself. I think that was just a bit of fun. Of course, uh, Matt will be joining us next week. And it'll be the first time in a few weeks that I believe that we're all together. Yeah, Uh yeah, hopefully. I mean, well, hopefully anyway. Yes, let's not uh, let's yeah. cross those those fingers. Don't jinx it, you idiot. Ooh. Um, but yes, we'll we'll all be on the episode. Yeah, that's right. Because um, we've had a couple of weeks where it's just been. Uh, <laughs> I'm the only consistent member these days. Yeah. Oh, Dave, you always have been. To be fair, <laughs> that's not true. Um, <laughs> I have, hey, I have missed two episodes about five years ago. There was a period where I missed. You only missed two. Yeah. Bloody hell, I'm really dropping. You guys need to take holidays. <laughs> you guys need to take breaks. Remember holidays? Damn. Remember them? No. Oh, well, that would be nice. Anyway, I'm going to go sit in my house for a week. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm, I'm really busy. Must must go. Must go. Um, you can find us, as always, on all social medias at DoGoOnPod. You can contact us at DoGoOnPod at gmail.com. Uh, and DoGoOnPod.com is our website where you'll find uh, links to merch and how to suggest a topic, uh, and that'll be in the show notes as well. Um, yeah, but I think that's about it. Uh, Dave, you have to say goodbye first because I have to say it last. So oh, okay. off you go. Uh, so <laughs> thank you so much uh, once again, and until next week, I'll say thank you for listening and goodbye. Loaders. Bye. I did Matt. Seamless. Yeah.
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.